Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. WIBC Traffic Center, Matt Bear, on assignment today. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. It does not change the fact that you've had snow in the overnight. There are parts of Indianapolis right now that have flurries. Um, everything is set up to be just a super ugly kind of morning. Super ugly travel conditions, slick roads, all of it, slow and easy in to work, right? I know, I know Matt's not here. Matt would have 900 things for you. Paul Bodenloss has got you covered. I've got you covered. You're going to get to work safe, but it starts with you taking it slow and easy. I actually have the traffic cameras up. I am staring at you right now in your car, and let me say, I would not have worn those pants with that shirt, but you look lovely just the same. Slow and easy. This is the, this is the kind of day where things get all sorts of messed up. So, I've said it, I meant it, I didn't say it maybe with the, with the Matt Bear passion, but I, I just wanted to make sure we had clarity. We have got eyes everywhere. We have everything ready for you. Every traffic report coming up from the WIBC Traffic Center. You'll have the latest so you can get to work safe and sound. The government has decided to stay open. I know, and it's not necessarily what I would have done. It's yeah, I would have been like, yeah, open, close, whatever it is. Whatever it is you want to do. But they are staying open. Uh, House Republicans in the main, not happy at all. Too much spending. We haven't changed anything. Congressman Chip Roy. Madam Speaker, the American people are tired of getting a complete lack of representation from their representatives. Nobody in this country looks at Congress and says, wow, heck of a job, guys and gals. Well done. Who would do that? Would we do that? By the way, it does not matter who's sitting in the speaker's seat or who's got the majority. We keep doing the same stupid stuff. Yep. My colleagues, you do. You do keep doing the same stupid stuff. And that's exactly what you did when you got rid of Kevin McCarthy. You're not better off. We're not better off. You wasted time and you wasted the slight majority that you had. I would tell Representative Roy, who I like, 
go win the house back and get yourself a majority you can do something with. That'd be great. That'd be wonderful. Terrific. But you're the guys who had this fight over Kevin McCarthy. You wasted time. You wasted resources. You wasted majority. And you have nothing to show for it. So when you scream, we keep doing the same stupid stuff. Don't be yelling at me. Go yell at Matt Gates. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. two-hour delay you get a two-hour delay the only people in central indiana not with a two-hour delay us tony katz 93 wibc good morning producer carl behind the board paul bodenloss is in the traffic center today for matt bear ryan hedrick kurt darling in the wibc newsroom wibc.com has the list of delays going on right now um yeah there's a there's a fair there's a fair amount there's a fair amount. We have the list there. I, I mean, th- there are some people doing e-learning days, depending on on the school district, uh, which kids, if you happen to be awake, because if you just learned you had a two-hour delay, you went back to sleep, right? I assume. Um, I just, I want you to know, children of, of, of Indiana, um, when it comes to this, this two-hour delay stuff, uh, I just... I think it's important that you know. You have been screwed by adults. I know, I know, I shouldn't have said it like that. I'm talking to kids, but you you let them listen. You see, back in the day, when it was, you know, better. Oh, sure, we didn't have TikTok, but we actually knew how to speak to other human beings, and that was something. Um, it would snow, and we would have something called a day off school. And it wasn't even a weekend. It was like a random Tuesday. And you were like, what? And then, and then, uh, like, like, I don't know, maybe you'd build a snowman, or, or, and you wouldn't even have to sing that song. You didn't even have to sing that stupid song. And and then and then you 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 drink cocoa, oh the cocoa you would drink, it was so as 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 if God just just mwah, kissed the cocoa and made it perfect. And then the, and then there were cookies, and then and then you'd you'd like I don't know, watch TV, or just I don't know hang out. Oh, true, we didn't have uh, video games. Maybe maybe for us we had Atari or something like that. But playing combat or Space Invaders really doesn't compare to Super Smash Bros. or or Fortnite. We agree. But you, you will sadly never know that feeling because today's adults took away from you a true joy of childhood. Why should they miss a day at school? We can just feed them assignments on a computer. And then, you know, that counts. 
Let them sit there at a desk or a kitchen table and look outside at the beautiful glistening snowfall. Think of all the things they could be doing, the energy they could be expending or expelling from themselves so then they'll take a nap and the parents can have a few hours of rest as well. Oh no, better they do stupid math word problems that nobody cares about. You got hosed, kids. You got hosed. And I didn't I, I didn't do it. It's not my fault. But I just want you to know I, I feel for you. I feel for you something deep. Let us move over to the world writ large, shall we? Because there are things going on, including the fact that the Biden administration is admitting that their attacks on the Houthi rebels are not working. By the way, you see that pivot? You see that from talking about kids not having snow days to the Houthi rebels? That's how I got the job. If you ever wanted to know that turn, which is the strangest turn in all of radio, that's how I got the gig. Write that down, producer Carl. How, how do you get into radio? That one-two punch. Put the, That's going in the memoir. Right there. Boom. The strikes aren't working because the Houthi rebels continue their attacks. Of course, supported and funded by the Iranian regime, by the Ayatollah. Uh, you have the Houthi rebels involved in this civil war, in this proxy war, in Yemen, against Saudi Arabia, certainly a Sunni-Shia conflict when we talk about different views uh, of Islam. Yemen uh, has long been uh, abused and destroyed in this fight. The Houthi rebels taking oil tankers, taking cargo ships, and others from all different flags They're not just going after American ships. Uh, Just the other day, it was an attack on a Greek ship. They have hit U.S. cargo ships and caused damage. They have hostages right now from other nations. The U.S. have now launched their fifth airstrike on the Houthis. The question is, is an airstrike the answer or is the fight the answer? Far too often, and I would say that this is true of more than just the Biden administration, we focus in our military on the idea of pinpoint accuracy. We focus on this idea that there can be no uh, casualties. You can't do anything wrong. Everything has to be perfect. This standard is just odd. That you have a desire does not mean that you will have perfection. And we do things in the belief that a little hit here and a little hit there, and yes, compared to what the United States military is capable of, these are indeed little hits, will satisfy and solve as if somehow the enemy doesn't understand that there will be losses. Little hits don't work. Baked into the equation, in my view, from enemies is the idea of little hits. You want to stop the Houthi rebels, they have to be stopped. And that's going to mean a level of offensive that some might find offensive. Will it mean a consultation with Congress? Maybe. But the war will not be against the Houthi rebels. The war will be against Iran, which is at war with us. We ready for that? Or... You could go for one massive uh, attack, not necessarily the biggest of scales, because we know what that would look like, and get them to realize, oh, these guys ain't kidding. Okay, this isn't going to work. Until you're willing to fight the fight, 
And by the way, I believe in fighting the fight, in destroying the enemy. Because I don't believe in little skirmishes. I believe in being left alone, and when not left alone, ending the enemy until there's nothing left. Until we get to these kinds of moments, all these little attacks won't work. They just won't. We'll see how this progresses. We'll keep reporting on it. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. WIBC.com, It's right there. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. We're also keeping our eye on all of the traffic as, of course, it has all the potential to just be an absolutely terrible morning. Slow and easy. Heading in to work today. Take it easy. Uh, you know, the, the there is a continued refrain politically from, from the political left. And it is not predicated on anything other than this is good fear-mongering. It is one thing to have a disagreement. It is another thing altogether to continue to engage in conversations like Eric Holder, the former attorney general, was doing on Joy Reid's show on MSNBC. I mean, you have to look at what it is that they're talking about. That is the, the Trump, um, the Trump uh, campaign, uh, the pres- former president himself, and think of the America that they're trying to create. You have a president who is beyond the reach of the law. You have a Justice Department that goes after political opponents on absolutely no basis. He's, he's going to prosecute um, Joe Biden. Well, exactly for what? That's not going to bother them. You would have a United States of America that would be unrecognizable to us. That would be one that we'd see more uh, in Putin's Russia. A lot of us feel that right now. Here you have a DOJ going after political opponents for nothing. Sorry, the Fannie Willis case is not is 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 nothing. Fannie Willis has got her own problems. This is the 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 prosecutor there in in Fulton County, the Fulton County District Attorney. Hiring her lover to be a prosecutor, paying him more than she was willing to pay other people. The a level of spending, the impropriety. There are now cases open against her. Ooh. And of course, she said, well, this is all just racism. We're seeing the DOJ weaponized against parents. The accusation is Trump's going to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't argue that Trump has said nutty things. I don't argue that the president has to be above the law and has to have complete and total immunity. You want that for presidents? Bad things happen, man. Bad things happen if you go down that road. But the thing that he is complaining about is the thing that is happening under the Biden administration. But yet it's Trump you have to worry about. As opposed to the United States that we've come to all know and love. And this is really what this is about. This question is about whether or not our democracy will endure, whether or not our democracy um, will survive. And that is the fear mongering. 
this continued conversation about if you elect one political party, our democracy will not endure, is to foment violence. Putting down my marker, but I'm not saying anything you haven't already thought or said. Not on this. We've, we're all there. You should know that you're not alone. When you hear that over and over and over again, that's what's happening. To get a lone wolf out there or somebody else to say, well, this is a threat against democracy. We, somebody has to do something. The democracy can, should endure. Although we're not a democracy. We're a republic. The republic can and should endure. But it cannot endure a level of division propped up by people like Joy Reid and like Eric Holder, nor can it endure a constant level of attacks from the so-called institutions that are supposed to be trusted. This will bring us to the searches that were done by banks to go after people regarding January 6th. I will bring you that story. Trust in our institutions is low, and the pushing to engage in acts of violence from the political left is rather high. No good comes from this. No good comes from this. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yo, VIP. Nikki Haley campaigning hard in New Hampshire. I just don't know if this is the campaign because this sounds like the campaign in New Hampshire. Trump says things. Americans aren't stupid to just believe what he says. The reality is who lost the House for us? Who lost the Senate? Who lost the White House? Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Nikki Haley will win every single one of those back for us. As a matter of uh, just presentation, as a matter of style, as a matter of connectable message, I actually dig it. I think there are things within that uh, she's not giving credence to, but I think as a matter of politics, it's actually well done. Kind of blows my mind that that one is well done. I think this is along that same path. But this is the similarities you're seeing with Trump and Biden. Neither one of them will debate their opponents. And I think it's very telling that we're dealing with more of the same. More of the same where you've got these incumbent presidents that think they don't have to show you the differences between them and their opponents. I think that's the problem. I think that's exactly why we need new generational leaders. This election is very much going to be, are we getting more of the same? Or do we want to go in a new direction? More of the same being that 70% of Americans have said they don't want a rematch between Trump and Biden. 
the majority of Americans have very low, have very high disapproval numbers for both Trump and Biden. Trump and Biden both spent trillions of dollars that put us in debt that our kids are never going to forgive either one of them for. Now, this is not me engaging some level of endorsement of Nikki Haley. I think Nikki Haley has tremendous issues that are not yet solved. She has said things on the campaign trail that are, I think, horrifying. Did you notice that in this, this is part of a CNN town hall she did last night. You notice she's not speaking a mile a minute. She's not. You listen to how she is presenting. It's different. I don't know who got to her. I don't know who said to her, you can't be this frenetic freak, not in control of your own emotions. You can't do that and win. You need this. Because presentation style, presentation style, it is the best I have heard her on the campaign. The best. And I say all of this to remind you that in the latest New Hampshire poll, Trump is at 52 and Haley is at 38. And in the latest national poll, the Messenger Harris X poll, DeSantis gets 7% nationally, Haley gets 13%, and Trump gets 72. It freaks people out <laughs> to no end to recognize that two realities can exist at exactly the same time. This that I'm sharing with you from Nikki Haley. You look at the fact that we want to get them focused, but right now, do we really want to have two 80-year-olds running for president when we've got a country in disarray and a world on fire? And then you look finally at the fact that they are so distracted by their own investigations and by their own grievances that when I think about my kids, I want a president who's going to be focused on what we need to do to fix the economy, what we need to do to secure the border once and for all, what we need to do to make sure we get our kids reading again and going back to the basics in education, what we need to do to make sure that our country is safe. Those are the things. We don't need people that are distracted. We need people who love America and realize if your time is gone, move out of the way and let a new generational leader come in and start to fix things. It is the best I have ever heard her. And Trump's at 72. I, my, my, my insights into New Hampshire are, are, are not, I, I, I don't have the people in New Hampshire like I have in, in, in Iowa. And they, the, my people in Iowa said that clearly this is Trump and I saw the weather and I saw the things and I saw the diehards. And I said, I see an opportunity for DeSantis. He overperformed. But to overperform to second and be lapped by the winner, it's it's not so much an overperforming, no, is it? Um, I don't see why these numbers aren't uh, accurate. The the real clear politics average, by the way, you can go to realclearpolitics.com. You can see these things for yourself. Has Trump at sixty three, Haley at eleven point eight, so we'll call it twelve, and DeSantis at ten point three. We'll just call it ten. Uh, go go with me on on the basics. I don't have any reason to think that that is not accurate. I I don't. I don't have anything that shows me that somehow these numbers aren't accurate numbers. 
If Trump gets 63 in New Hampshire, 63, good Lord. But that's, uh, I, I should say, that is the national 63. The New Hampshire numbers are Trump 46, Haley 33, DeSantis 6. And I don't see anything that changes those numbers in New Hampshire. Trump 46, Haley 33, DeSantis 6. Win by 13? That's a problem for Nikki Haley. I'll get into it. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ripple. It was a big deal when it came. It's been a decade. I didn't realize it had been that long. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I, I, I would love to know if, if anyone's ever done the study of uh, the length of time of an average um, service business, entertainment business, in the Indianapolis area. They had the beer uh, on tap. Uh, I think it was 100 uh, beers on tap. Everything else. They had spent serious money in the rebuild right there uh, on on that main corner. And they state that it's been their pleasure to share great craft beer and made-from-scratch food with the Broad Ripple community. If it was great, you would keep doing it. So what is the issue? As reported by Mickey Shuey in the Indianapolis Business Journal... Quote, several businesses in Broad Ripple have expressed frustration in recent months about the glut of road construction taking place there, with many saying the work has done significant damage to their revenue. Huh. Okay. Is there anything we should be discussing? About what has happened? About whether or not when we take a look at projects that may indeed need to be done, whether they're done in a way that takes into account people's livelihoods. I just, I just curious as to whether or not this is something that matters. This will become a conversation about the blue line that we'll have coming up in a little bit. Meanwhile, good news, the NFL Combine will be in Indianapolis through 2025. Very happy to see this. So the Combine has become, well, a, a monster event. The Combine used to be, all right, it was just the Combine. And people were trying out for coaches, and, and that's it. Now it's, it's a show. And in true NFL fashion, they want to make it a show. How much money can they get out of this thing? It's the NFL, you know, the, the shield is, is, is about the dollars. So just like they take the draft on the road, maybe that's what they want to do with the combine. They want to bring it everywhere. The problem is the draft can be created anywhere because it is this one real day, one time thing. It has mobility. The combine is still about the combine. It's still about testing out these players. It's still about the data that coaches and administrators and others get. It's got to be an easy process because they're actually doing the work. And no place makes it easier than Indianapolis. 
You can bring it to Los Angeles. You can bring it to New York. You can bring it to Dallas. Oh, look at the big city. Oh, look, we're in Chicago. They can't do it when it comes to the actual thing. Oh, they're bigger press cities. Great. They can't do it when it comes from how do I get from my hotel to the field? Oh, in downtown Indianapolis, if I can't find an Uber, I can walk? Okay, I'll walk. Let, let, let us not forget that this city is so beautifully set up for conventions for these events. And it cannot be duplicated on the road. Indy does have an advantage. We simply do do it better. Now, is that enough to convince the NFL? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, have, I have no clue. I would say no. I think they'll try. But I like how the Visit Indie guys and I like how um, these groups are work to try and keep it here. It does bring an economic impact. It does uh, put the city on, on a map. It is good for us. And the NFL just has to realize that when it comes to the combine, Indy's the right place for them. Because it is about these athletes showing themselves to these potential employers. Not so much about the show. I don't know if they're going to listen to me or not. I just, I have not spoken to Roger Godell in, um, what time is it? Oh, ever. Ever. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Merrick Garland said this with a straight face. He's the Attorney General of the United States of America. Tony Katz, not yet the Attorney General, but that's okay. Uh, I'm looking for a much, uh, much bigger job. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Find everything at TonyKatz.com if you would. Uh, become a supporter over there. Would love to have you. Chat room is open. Is the chat room open? The chat room is open right there. This was a question that was asked to Merrick Garland on CNN about these uh, trials and Trump and the election subversion case, of course. Hey, look what he did here. Look what he did there. My gosh, this terrible guy. If you don't like him, you don't vote for him. You don't charge him with non-crimes. One man's take. But I want you to hear Merrick Garland in his own words because there's a problem. What we have to do is show by the acts that we take that we're following the law, that we're following the facts. The um, um, prosecutions that you're talking about were brought last year, um, and the uh, special prosecutor has uh, said from the beginning uh, that he thinks uh, public interest requires a speedy uh, trial, which I agree with. You agree with that? I do. And uh, the matter is now in the hands of the uh, trial judges to determine when the uh, trials will take place. Did the What does it matter if some prosecutor wants a speedy trial? I think it's um, Andrew McCarthy who has been uh, discussing this uh, and, and I think doing some excellent work about it. 
the whole idea of a right to a speedy trial. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused, this is the Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It's important that we note these things. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy trial and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and the cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Let's go back to the beginning. In all criminal prosecutions... The accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. This is the Attorney General of the United States. From the beginning, uh, that he thinks uh, public interest requires a speedy uh, trial, which I agree with. Who gives a good holy damn what the prosecution wants? They are not the ones who are guaranteed the right to a speedy trial. If Trump wants to delay it and utilize uh, the law to delay it, he's well within his rights. And if the prosecution doesn't like it, they can suck it. <laughs> Have we lost our heads? This is about not letting the accused languish in a jail somewhere. This is about limiting the abuse of the state the defense can engage a defense, and that might mean stretching things out, which I understand from Trump because all of this is political. All of this is election interference that Merrick Garland is totally fine with. He was a terrible guy when they thought about putting him on the Supreme Court. All the praises in the world to Mitch McConnell. Cocaine Mitch kept him off the court. And as Attorney General, Merrick Garland is as low as you thought he was. And please, Lord, changing parties uh, in the the next election and let the next Attorney General rip out from the root everything this guy has done. You got to be firing members of the DOJ by the thousands, it would seem to me, because the leadership actually believes that the prosecution gets the speedy trial. Now, if the lawyers would like to disagree with me, 317-239-9393, I'm listening. I'm all ears. I'm just reading the Constitution of the United States. I don't argue that a prosecution can't try and get things going. I don't argue that the prosecution may try maneuvers to get things started. I'm saying, here's the Sixth Amendment, and we have an attorney general who doesn't seem to be in favor of it. But as for who this new president will be, who this new party in charge will be, wouldn't that be nice if I got my way? I don't always get my way. There was a statement made by Donald Trump Jr. (sighs) It requires our attention. It's the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more sponsorships now available. Uh, I have never met Donald Trump Jr., never once. And it's not that if I was talking to the guy, I wouldn't like the guy. It's that I don't think anything of the guy. 
I, I, I don't mind him defending his father. I don't mind him doing uh, a speech. It's that I, I'm, I'm not listening to him as some level of leader. Never have. And I, when he, he came out with a book a couple years back when his, when his, when, uh, his father was president. Um, and I said, why is he writing a book? His job is to help other people, voices in the movement, thinkers, help them reach the fore. Nobody needs a book from Donald Trump Jr. He can write the book. I can't stop him. You can buy the book. I couldn't stop you. I just, I wish his focus was in a better place. But I don't understand this idea of Donald Trump Jr.'s thought leader. I, I don't. He, but he, he's got a base. He's got a following. Okay. That's why I come to this. He's on Newsmax being interviewed, which I I could see. And he's talking about the possibilities of vice president if his father's elected. I would do whatever I could to make sure it wasn't Nikki Haley. But, uh, you know, like Ron DeSantis, could I say you're never going to rule out someone that is, you know, a leading contender. It doesn't mean that's who you go with. I could see other people. That would be great. I'd love to see, you know, a J.D. Vance. I'd love to see a Tucker Carlson. I'd love to see, you know, people who are just principally uh you know in alignment as well as like aggressive I, you, you actually need a fighter the republicans in washington dc are weak you can have the house the senate and they'll still roll over it don is your dad serious uh, about tucker carlson are those rumors serious I would imagine, you know, listen, that's clearly, it would be on the table, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're very friendly. I think they agree on virtually all of these things. They certainly agree on stopping the never-ending wars. Uh, and so, you know, I, I would love to see that happen. And, you know, that, that would certainly be a contest. Okay. Uh, there is chatter everywhere. But it's all just chatter. The chatter about J.D. Vance, a senator from Ohio, that's legit chatter. The chatter about Elise Stefanik, the representative from New York, that is legit chatter. The chatter about Tucker Carlson. Um, I, I, I have not, through any of my sources, heard anything that makes me think that's legit chatter. Nor would I think that I would have the sources that would know. So just a bit of clarity there. Does Tucker Carlson want it? Well, there are two arguments to be made. Now we got to figure out which one would be more more possible. Tucker Carlson is going to be done with the non-compete regarding Fox. He's building out this channel. He's utilizing X as the platform. He's going to make so much money it is obscene. And he is seen as a thought leader amongst many on the political right. He can lead the conversation from the outside and politicos will follow. That's some power, kitten. That's some power. Why would you give that up? For less power being vice president. Let me go the other side of the coin just for the, for the sake of doing it. He comes from money. He has money. He doesn't need the money. You serve as vice president for four years. You go back to this gig. You're young enough. You'll just pick up where you left off. And you've got four years of being vice president under your belt. Everything's possible. But I want to put down my marker. I don't see it, and I think it's just something that gets said for TV and isn't reality when it comes to Tucker Carlson. That's my take. Oh, also, uh, Tucker's a nice dude. I don't want him as vice president. I'll get into that. Right now, Matt. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Senate Appropriations Committee voting 7 to 5, advancing a bill as reported by Peter Blanchard in the IBJ, the Indianapolis Business Journal. It would prohibit Indigo from using dedicated lanes for the Blue Line project. So this is Senate Bill 52, filed by Senator Aaron Freeman, Republican. Um, This is getting... Fair amounts of support and pushback in equal measure. Of course, the blue line is a companion to the red line. The red line doesn't work. Indigo can try and tout it from now until the end of time. It doesn't work. We said it wouldn't work, not because we're naysayers, but because we had Albuquerque to look at, because we knew that BYD, Build Your Dreams, a bus company that makes electric buses out of China, by the way, that's who we supported here in Indianapolis. They can't make a bus that can handle the cold. That's right. The cold weather of Indianapolis. No, the cold weather of Albuquerque. It couldn't handle Albuquerque. It couldn't keep a charge. Well, then we were going to put additional charging stations right under the buses so they would be a wireless charge. Super cool technology. Didn't work, so now we use diesel. But what we did was we disrupted traffic. We disrupted traffic everywhere. We took away lines, uh, lanes for cars, which, of course, is about this idea of traffic calming as Indigo has admitted through their spokesperson, the objective is to get cars off the road. This is all green nonsense and not a solution. A bus is a 20th century solution for a 21st century problem, which is about how people engage transportation. The owner of Black Sheep Gifts on East Washington Street in Irvington Quote, we feel like Indigo has really come in and not done their due diligence. They've not answered a lot of questions, a business owner's questions. We just feel that this lane coming through in what is the most narrow corridor of our city is not going to be anything in the long run that is going to be positive for our community. Business owners are concerned. Some business owners are like, this is important because it's going to slow down traffic because it's very hard to be a pedestrian. We've seen people get killed. You need to reduce the lane of traffic. That's the plan. You need to have this nonsense bus line. This is necessary to what? Stop the cars. The opposite side is admitting that the plan is to stop cars. But if you stop cars, you stop the possibilities for these businesses to grow. The fight is on, and I am overjoyed to see it. That the conversations we've been having for years 
on this subject have gotten other people to stand up and engage and be better at even engaging than we have. Good on them. This is excellent. There is no need for the blue line. There's no need for the purple line. These things don't work. People speeding down a road, I think, is something that we can address without a multi-million dollar boondoggle that's going to destroy business and livelihoods because a couple of people have some radical green ideology. Not interested in their ideology running this city. It's bad enough that they already are entrenched in so many places. Keep fighting the good fight. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. get into what is going on in the social medias and how uh, the left is going after a pizzeria for being opposed to the blue line and I don't even know what they said but it's it on social media on the X going after uh, an east side pizzeria and then angry with me for wanting to support them Tony Katz 93 WIBC Oh, we're going to have such a good day, guys. Who wants pizza? Oh, it's going down. (laughs) They get so angry. They get so angry that we are not so angry. I think that is the part that just leaves them befuddled and perplexed and lost. They get angry that we are not. (laughs) Drives them nuts. But allow me to share a story that I think uh, requires some sharing, which is the interview I did with Representative Cherish Pryor regarding this vote on a definition of anti-Semitism. That's right. I just took a screenshot of this ridiculous, ridiculous post on X. You heard it there. Oh, very often people delete things, and I'm, and uh, then they claim I said something that I didn't say. So I've learned that I have to protect myself in these ways. This vote on this um, piece of legislation to define anti-Semitism in the state of Indiana, it passed. It did pass. But the conversation I had with uh, Democrat, uh, Representative Cherish Pryor, bothered a bunch of people. I heard it on social media. I heard it uh, via, via text that she seemed to not be willing to engage in a conversation of the legislation. The legislation puts forth a definition of anti-Semitism. And she said that she was opposed to it. This was in an article from Kurt Darling in the WIBC newsroom because it made educators feel that they couldn't have a conversation about Israel without being called anti-Semitic. The legislation being clear uh, that It's not about discussing Israel. It's discussing wanting to attack, harm, hurt, degrade Jews. I, to the chagrin of the Indianapolis uh, uh, Jewish Relations uh, Council, um, 
um, the the uh, the Jewish Community Relations Council and others who reached out to me bothered that I was opposed to the legislation. I'm opposed to it in the same way I'm opposed to hate crimes legislation and others. I, I, I don't think these things are necessary. And I don't know if I want my state government getting involved. I have real issues there. The counter argument is the argument I made as a counter, because I always do this. Words have meaning, and if words are not defined, well, then how do we know what it is we're dealing with? And maybe the definition is necessary. Uh, clearly, uh, the, the, the Jew hate across Indiana on our college campuses is gross and obscene. The legislation passed, but as, as people heard in this conversation I had with Cherish Pryor, she had changed her conversation from the article written by Kurt Darling about not being able to criticize Israel or criticize those who have human rights abuses, which I asked her about point blank. You're saying that Israel has human rights abuses. Uh, can you name other countries outside of Israel and the United States, which she named in my interview, that engage in human rights abuses? You can catch the full interview at WIBC.com. It got changed to, well, we should have legislation that protects everyone, that talks about discrimination against everyone. I didn't get to ask her, so you favor all lives matter instead of black lives matter. Why couldn't it be just about Jews in this case? Why couldn't it be just about anti-Semitism in this case? Why not? And it, it's, it, there's, no, there's no answer that was given. The vote that took place... I believe was 81 to zero. I believe that was the number. But as I was told, there are people who walked out before the vote took place. Democrats who walked out before the vote took place. I would like to know if this is true and which Democrats. I am searching for, and producer Carl, I should have asked you to do this already. I need a roll call of the vote on this legislation regarding a definition of anti-Semitism in the House in Indiana. You see, if you disagree with a piece of legislation, say so. Say so. You walked out? You didn't vote on it? Why didn't you vote on it? To not vote on it is to, in, in my view is to say this isn't important. See, if it was important, you could say, I disagree with the legislation like this. I would rather it look like that or I'd rather look something else. Or I don't think we should have this kind of legislation at all, which is what I'm saying. And I'm the Jewish guy, if that matters to anybody. To not vote, it wasn't worth your time. You didn't want to be on the record with a no. You don't care or it's cowardice or you're cool with the anti-Semitism. These questions need some answering. I'm going to get into it. Don't you worry. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There will be no government shutdown. 
Another continuing resolution. They're still trying to work out a full year budget. In the meantime, they've extended the spending until March. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. The Senate passed it 77-18. The House, 314-108. to Which means Democrats are on board with a fair amount of Republicans. 108 Republicans opposed the spending. You got rid of McCarthy, you got Johnson, you reduced the majority by half, and then you're surprised you're getting the same things. I I won't even listen to anger on the subject. Go in the House by 130, and that'll be it. Or 30. Get an actual majority, then do the work. You won't get me to say no. You won't do it. Now, the argument against it is... Why can't Republicans just say, we're not spending this? We're not doing it. If it's shut down, it's shut down. It's not an argument I'm opposed to. It's an argument I am well in favor of, guys. Well in favor of. But since you have some people who always decide that it's not enough, as opposed to getting what you can and getting what you can and getting what you can and utilizing the incrementalism to get you to the place you want to be, you got to have a majority in order to move these things through. Because that first part, all or nothing, you're not going to get all the time. Every now and again, you do get a little lucky. Good thing we replaced McCarthy. Nothing changed, but good thing we replaced it. The combine, that's for the NFL, stays in Indianapolis through 2025. Thrilled for the city. Fantastic. And I only hope that the NFL realizes that the combine is not something you can roadshow. The combine needs to stay. The combine is should stay here. This is where it works. This is where it makes sense. So let us let us go about doing what we can to keep it here. And I know that people are working hard to make that happen. And as we talk about the blue line. And the push against it from residents, from business owners, from uh, now the state listening to this. Sorry uh, if you think that some people shouldn't have a say. Um, There was this tweet from socialist Jesse Brown. Who does a very strange thing. Look, got elected. We pushed for Libby Glass, the libertarian. The Republicans didn't run anybody because the Marion, uh, the, the, the GOP uh, in Marion County, uh, failures. Sorry, you haven't gotten it together yet. I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, on, the, on the state level, you didn't run anybody in a city-county council race. You run somebody in every race. This is your job. But we, we tried. The people of Indianapolis voted for a socialist, an outed, proud socialist, a guy who rallies with people to chant for genocide against Israel. The pictures are there. I'm not saying anything out of school here. Um, he does an interesting thing on social media. When I first saw it, I'm like, what am I looking at? It took me a little while to be like, oh, that's an interesting tactic. If you say something about him, let's say you're from us here at WIBC, they'll write, thanks for all the new followers and all the support that you're giving me. I appreciate it, comrade. I swear to you, you see this a couple times, like, what is happening here? 
He must think that that's cute. He must think that that's a, a methodology to get you to stop talking about things that he's doing and saying. I talk about what people do and say. It's kind of the gig. It's uh, Carl, I, I, uh, producer Carl, I think it's how I get paid, right? I get paid to discuss what's happening out there and things that are being said by elected officials, right? Absolutely. Right? Not paid enough, though, correct? <laughs> not enough. No, and not and you and you either. You are not getting. Neither one of us is getting paid enough. It's ridiculous, I tell you. Uh, so I, I I notice things and I and I discuss the things and and he's trying to to somehow keep you from doing that. Like like that would work. But it was an interesting phraseology at first. Well, this blue line conversation, talking about the east side and talking about Irvington, has pulled out a lot of people's angers. And Jesse, the council, it's the the city county councilor writes. Today, Giacomo's owners went out of their way to give cover for over-the-top supervillain Aaron Freeman to wage war against Irvington, my district, and the city. I will never again in my life walk in their doors or spend a dime. First, over-the-top supervillain? Doesn't believe in the blue line, over-the-top supervillain. Jesse Brown supports an ideology that has murdered millions, and somehow he's a man of the people. I I leave that one there. You'll have to discuss that in your own time. I have no idea if Giacomo's owners pushed for getting rid of the blue line or not. I, I have nothing to that, so I have no idea if this accusation from City County Councilor Jesse Brown is accurate. But am I to believe that a City County Councilor just on social media, attacked a business in his city for voicing their opinion? For saying this has a serious issue to my business and I am opposed to it? Is this how he treats all business owners? With this level of not even veiled threat? My gosh! Seriously, Vapasli, check on your people. Uh, and, and don't tell me he's not your people. <laughs> he's he's right there, sir. Bob Osley's the president of the Indianapolis City County Council. You don't want to walk in a place, don't walk in a place. You don't want to spend a dime, don't spend a dime. I don't get to tell you where to spend your money. It's It's people like you who want to tell me where to spend my money. I don't tell you to where to spend your money. Uh, so I saw this. Um... And and I, and so I I, uh, I I put out there um, if uh, I'd like to place an order for Giacomo's Pizza today, can uh, please get in touch with me so you can take my money. And he's mad at me for doing that. Why are you doing this on Twitter? Does this look like a, a pizza app to you, dude? Good comeback. Good co- no no no. Totally witty. You got you got it covered. Listen. Um, I think it is very, very odd and questionable uh, that a city county councilor would say this about a business in his district, and I think the very concept of referring to it as a veiled threat is accurate, and I possibly am, am underplaying it. You think the blue line provides value. The people who follow you, Jesse Brown, um, are are very, very upset. Here's one of those people. I used to love Giacomo's Pizza, but some things are more important, like changing car-centric transportation that is killing us and the planet or getting the boot of the Indiana Statehouse off our necks. 
You don't think I should be able to utilize a car, but somehow the Indiana State House is the boot on the neck of the people? And so we're clear, thank you, uh, 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 Twitter user, X user, for being very clear that the objective of the blue line is to get rid of cars. That leads to another one of, of his followers uh, stating um, that they, they went to the Indiana Senate Appropriations Committee hearing wearing my bus-only scarf. By the way, go ahead. Use your voice. Good on you. No argument from me. Telling them to keep, meaning the, the, the state, to keep their hands off our bus lanes and dedicating my remarks to the four riders I've lost to traffic violence on Washington Street. There are car accidents, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't look at it. Traffic violence? There's a lot of ideology going on here. And that ideology is leading to a ridiculousness. But I don't think it's questionable now. And we should ask, did uh, a city county councilor just threaten a business so, uh, publicly? That question needs to get asked, Indianapolis. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Funny thing happened on the way to Davos. This is the home of the World Economic Forum. For the first time in a long time, there were speakers who stated very clearly that this elitist, globalist agenda, this doesn't work. This does not work. This does not provide value. As a matter of fact, this is dangerous. This is dangerous and this is damning. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. To hear people on the stage state with, with, with clarity that the issue in, in, in front of us is indeed this theory that only certain people can be in charge and that large-scale government is the problem. It was pretty remarkable to see uh, the, the new president, is that Argentina, engage this conversation and, and others. It's wonderful to see. His talk, Javier Malay, stating quite clearly that the socialist agenda creates poverty, which, of course, it does. It does not bring anybody up. It pushes everybody down. Stating, uh, today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is in danger because those who are supposed to have defended the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that is inexorably lead, that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. This is accurate. Talking about the dangers of collectivist experiments. 
saying that they are the root cause of the problems afflicting the world. Socialism is a phenomenon that creates poverty. Free enterprise capitalism is the only tool we have to end hunger and poverty. This is also accurate. Um, I, 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 I'd like everybody else, I wonder what his future holds. In some of his commentaries, and I believe that this has got this is, has the translation on it. He talks about the state not being the solution. The state isn't the solution. Do not surrender to the advance of the state. The state is not the solution. The state is the problem itself. You are the true protagonists of this story. And rest assured that as from today, Argentina is your staunch, unconditional ally. Thank you very much and long live freedom. Damn it. Good. More of this and less of Philip Bump. I, I know, I know, you don't know who Philip Bump is. You don't spend that much time reading the Washington Post, which is spiraling out of control and down the drain. And no one notices what Jeff Bezos has done to this uh, vaunted institution. Look what Elon Musk has done to X. No one discusses what Bezos has done to the Washington Post. Philip Bump has a story at the Washington Post. This is the headline. I swear to you, I could not make this up. I simply don't have this skill set. I'm a creative dude. I don't have this. Are you ready? Good. Doing your own research is a good way to end up being wrong. What? Don't do your own research. As as he states it, recently published research indicates that digging for more information about a false claim could just reinforce the claim, mix in deliberate misrepresentations, and things get even worse. So, national columnist for the Washington Post, we should only listen to you. We should only listen to you And we shouldn't use our own minds and engage in our own research and find uh, data and then check that data and be responsible with the data. No, just listen to Philip Bump. Just listen to your betters. What uh, President Malay of Argentina was warning about? It's people like Philip Bump and these elitists who really believe they should have dominion over our lives. They're proud of it. They want it. When you want to know who the authoritarians are, it's the people who think you shouldn't read. Oh, Tony, you're the people banning books. Sorry. It's the people who think adults shouldn't read as opposed to kids not being force-fed porn. Happy happy to clear that one up for you. Oh, sometimes this job is difficult. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. 
Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC. Good morning. A fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sundays at 9 a.m. WIBC, WIBC.com. The Dow futures are up 213. What in the heck? 213. NASDAQ futures are up 126. They're both uh, pretty big. In the same day where Wayfair announces it's cutting 13% of its workforce or 1,650 jobs, Google is engaged in more job cuts. And then, well, you, you knew it was coming, right? This, this winter stretch has been super bad for the EV market, electric vehicles. Because, especially with Tesla, reports everywhere that the cold weather is sapping battery. People have run out of power. I have nothing against electric vehicles. I haven't changed my mind on this. I have something seriously against force. And how the administration and the green people, these pseudo-intellectuals, these ideologues over uh, putting their fantasies over their realities try to force electric vehicles on America. And states like California buying into this, we're not going to allow anything but electric vehicles to be sold, new vehicles to be sold in California after, was it 2030 or 2035? Then you see the slowing down of production. You see that they don't sell as well as gas-powered vehicles or hybrids. People... People understand the hybrid, right? I have gas, but when I can use uh, the electric, I save on a little bit of gas. That's great. Like, like People, I think, are very much there. And things like hydrogen, uh, where the byproduct is water, that's going to move people. But the, the, uh, the production has come down in places, and the, certainly the sales has come down. And then you see Hertz, the, the, the rental car people, dropped 20,000 Teslas from their fleet. And now Ford is cutting production of the F-150 Lightning. Full disclosure, I drive one right now. I'm telling you, it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I can't say enough good things about it. I can't. But the marketplace is telling you a story. How dare any of us think that the marketplace shouldn't be listened to? They're cutting production because the marketplace isn't there. There's a market. It's just small, not large. It's not as large as the ideologues want to demand it to be because that's the story and that's the way it needs to be explained. If you had electric vehicles in the marketplace and uh, you, you, you let people sell electric vehicles, there'd be people who buy electric vehicles. They want it for um, the status. They want it for the environment, which has its own levels of questions. They want it for a whole host of reasons. The way I travel, the way I, I, I leave the house, the way I do things, electric works great for my life, and I just don't want to wait in line at a gas station ever again, ever. Right? There, people have all sorts of reasons. We would all go like this, shrug of the shoulders, okay. You have an ideology that used government as a way of force 
And so these manufacturers went all in because they said, okay, the government's going to force people to do this. We got to meet that new market and get paid. And so you have companies that talk about, we're going to go all electric, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Government force does not equal good when it's applied upon the people and trying to change their habits. And then you looked at the cost and people said, yeah, I, I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't, not, not, I can't do that. And the vast majority of cases, I totally get it. They can't do it. So there's a lot of learning going on here. I think the best part of this story is the headline goes, Ford cuts production of F-150 Lightning EV, adds jobs at Bronco and Ranger plant. So... If that doesn't tell you where the American consumer is, I'm not sure what will. Ideology is not policy, and it rarely leads to good policy. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Morning. Another attack from the Houthi rebels on a commercial shipping vessel, launching two anti-ship ballistic missiles at a uh, ship flagged in the Marshall Islands, a U.S.-owned Greek-operated tanker ship. This, according to U.S. Central Command, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. The Biden administration admitting that uh, these first rounds rounds of attacks on the Houthi rebels by the U.S. and the U.K. have not been effective at stopping them. They're going to keep going. Well, you don't keep going unless your plan is to destroy the Houthi rebels. And you don't destroy the Houthi rebels without dealing with their funder and supporter, which is Iran. So now what's the plan? And this could have all been avoided if the Biden administration had shown strength when this first started happening. But showing strength would show some level of support for Israel and Israel's existence in a worldview. And, well, you couldn't have that. Please don't tell me that Joe Biden has been a strong supporter of Israel. I simply won't buy it. He, oh, he said some words. I talked about it. The action has not kept up. And the party... The party full of Jew haters like Andre Carson and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Jamal Bowman and Ocasio-Cortez and others and filled with people of, I think, just confused mind like Chris Van Hollen to Maryland, the senator from Maryland, Israel just needs to stop. Ceasefire has to happen. We have to apply pressure. Hamas needs to go and then you have opportunities. I will follow that story. And closer to home, over there at the airport, there there's champs, right? So is, is, I don't know if that's Terminal A or Terminal B. I, you go to the when you go to the left, there's champs, a little restaurant right right there. They're going out, going in its place, a dual branded 
HC Tavern and 1933 Lounge. So if you've been uh, to the yard in Fishers, this is uh, Hughes Culinary. This, this, this is uh, the St. Elmo's people, the Harry and Izzy's people. Now, on the other side, there already is a Harry and Izzy's, and they just did an expansion. And, and when I fly from that side, because you can cross, right? But I, I usually stick to the side. That, that's where I go. And I do eat before I get on the plane. In the suit. Don't get anything on the suit because I'm a professional people. So between them and Tinker, they're going to own the whole airport. That's crazy. By the end of the year, there's over 5,200 square feet uh, right there. Uh, they're, gonna, they're taking this over. Uh, so that, is, that possibility of a lease is being uh, discussed uh, today. Mickey Shuey with the story over at IBJ.com. Um, interesting. And this is the last champs because um, there was the one at, at Circle Center that closed uh, in 2021. And I guess there was one at Keystone at the Crossing. I don't recall that. I do not recall that. Um, now that that Circle Center is going to get redone, I, I'm not as pushy about the idea that, man, I'd like to see some of these spots filled. I think you got to wait for the mall to get redone to see the spots filled. But I always thought where Champs was, uh, right, right there, was it Washington, Illinois? Right? I, I've, I've got the name. I haven't been downtown in a while, but I think, I, like, that's a that's a spot right across from the Conrad, right across from from, from Tastings and 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 Capitol Grill. That's a spot. And when it went out, we didn't refill that. It always drove me nuts. Drove me crazy. But I'll wait till they redo uh, the, the 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 mall. Uh, and and see what happens. Meanwhile, Champs is down to four locations nationwide. Arizona, Minnesota, Mississippi, and Wisconsin. They had more than 60 restaurants at one time. That's, things come, things go. One mistake can lead to another mistake. Sometimes it's bad management. Sometimes it's bad environment. Sometimes it is just bad luck. People forget luck very often plays a part very often plays a part in success and and failure and some people want to kind of do away with that they 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 think that somehow they can change things through some kind of piety or or superior pseudo intellectualism and they can they can they can end that you, you can't you can't end natural lottery either some people will be taller than others. Some people will be more attractive than others. Some people will be smarter than others. That is the way it is. One cannot change that. Certainly one should not try and look to mitigate that. And I would commend everybody to reading Harrison uh, Bergeron by uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Or at least uh, taking a look at the short film with Julie Haggerty that was made about it. It is frightening. It is frightening as can be. It should scare you when you see people try and move down this road. Vonnegut... (laughs) Vonnegut brought the heat here.
and it should be looked at. In the state of Indiana, there is a, a, a piece of legislation, a bit of legislation going through, requiring age verification for porn sites. Would require Hoosiers to verify their age in order to access porn websites in Indiana. Do you mean websites that are based in Indiana? Or being able to access a website from Indiana? It's to keep people under the age of 18 from accessing porn. Um, the argument being made is, look, we've got restrictions on cigarettes, alcohol, other things. Um, but there's no restrictions on internet porn. You have Senator Greg Taylor, a Democrat, saying, when I verify my age with a verifying agency, what confidence do any of us have that they will not take our personal information and sell it? What about the law-abiding citizen who should be able to enjoy these sites because they are an adult? Oh, when I find myself in agreement with the Democrats. We're going to have to break this down. I'll work on this on Tony Katz today. This gets slippery and ugly real quick. Two words I probably shouldn't use in association with online porn.